Damn, what is up, internet friend? Welcome to Walking and Talking. This is Ben Bennett. What follows is the audio version of Walking and Talking, which was originally recorded as a video. I'm transferring all of the series onto this podcast format because I think that this is a more flexible way to engage with this content. I like the idea of this audio accompanying you with your own visual field wherever you happen to be and whatever you happen to be doing, rather than tempting you to stare at a screen for hours on end. In some of these back episodes, you may hear some mic handling and wind noise, but the audio quality generally improves as the series progresses. Publishing, walking, and talking as a podcast does take additional time and money spent on my end, so if you appreciate this show and its ad-free status, please consider supporting it via Patreon at patreon.com slash benjaminbennett. Patreon is currently the only form of income that I receive for walking and talking, and I would prefer to keep the show free from any ads or sponsorship. I'm hoping to increase the frequency and intensity of these episodes, as well as start an additional series, and it's becoming clear to me that I'll need to start at least offsetting some of my expenses in order to do so. I have always lived with as few expenses as possible for both practical and ethical reasons. For almost two decades, I have dumpster-dived a significant portion of my food and other commodities because of how much I dislike waste. This is all just to say that any small amount you donate will go a very long way in making this work increasingly possible because I won't blow your money on beer and overpriced avocado toast. If you're on the fence about donating and have any questions about my financial situation, or anything else for that matter, just shoot me an email at sittingandsmiling, all one word, at gmail.com. Once again, that's sittingandsmiling at gmail.com. I aim for transparency. Once more, the URL is patreon.com slash benjaminbennett, and you can also find that link in the show notes. Now, with my deepest gratitude, regardless of what you decide, on to the show. Hello everybody, welcome back to Walking and Talking, the show where we walk and talk. This is the first episode uh, where I'm joined by another person for the whole walk. This is Sam. Greetings. We're just going to be walking and uh, talking continuously. Uh, As always, uh, I don't really have any content planned ahead for you to talk about. Uh, I'm just kind of extemporaneously talking, although sometimes it may occur that a subject or, or issue surfaces within that process and gets explored. Uh, so I, I'm holding out for the possibility of that. And I'm interested to see how this uh, will be different with another person present Already, I'm thinking of things while you're talking. (laughs) It's, uh, it always, yeah, it always seems like, um, if I think about it beforehand, I don't have anything to talk about, but during the process, it's just like, uh, self-generative. Like, whatever I said last seems to be the point, the, the departure point for whatever I say next. Have you... On previous episodes, well, why why talk about previous episodes? I'm, 
the idea of self-generation uh, and becoming. Uh, I, I've been thinking about that um, in terms of uh, chaos and chaos creating uh, a kind of pattern or uh, organization uh -huh. and how um, like emergent phenomena yeah like um, turbulence and water yeah like if you look at uh, a river with reflections waves and wind and all of this noise on top of the surface how uh, it's it's impossible to really see it because there's so much information or so much uh, complexity complexity yeah there's so much complexity going on uh -huh. but at the same time you can also see uh, waves throughout and depending on the angle or your focus you can see different waves uh, that are coexisting but it's impossible to see it all at the same time uh -huh. and uh, well, you can you can identify patterns. Yeah, and that's like when you're just doing the introduction. That's that's what I was thinking of. Uh -huh. That that idea. Yeah. I uh I kind of view uh, life as being a emergent phenomena. Yeah, you can you can see it. I mean, when you when you uh, when that clicks, then you see it everywhere. Uh huh. I'm starting. I'm starting to uh, to kind of uh, think about the content of this conversation that we're having, and uh, I had a thought about whether whether this content had a uh, sort of a quality of profundity or something or or at least an appearance of profundity and then uh, when I when I think about that there's there's maybe some uh, I, I like investigate I, I mentally kind of investigate that to see whether uh, there's like an inherent uh, in, inherent and real um, feeling of profundity in me um, when talking about a certain issue or or also if there's uh, if there's a certain um, preconceived notion that I should be talking about something profound I guess that depends on your experience so like what's going on for you yeah uh, but like sometimes I sometimes I enjoy I think the uh, the experience of going for a, a long period of talking and maybe this experience of continually like uh, upsetting um, the upsetting the, the feeling of being onto something uh -huh. and or this feeling of continually uh, questioning what I what I just 
said and thought. And, uh, like nothing, nothing feeling totally true. I can't say on, uh, I wasn't honestly, uh, having that type of questioning, uh, just now. It's just, maybe, maybe there was some, uh, maybe what revealed itself is some, some, uh, kind of preconceived preference for, uh, super mundane or something like that. In this, in this, uh, silence that we had, I, I like this, uh, imagination, or I, I imagined the scenario of, uh, us doing this walking and talking episode and, uh, getting into, like, a, a very, uh, heated and intense argument. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was looking at the leaves and it looks like, uh, I like how they're printed on the... Oh, yeah. ...on here, and I'm thinking about, like, the, uh... Like, I don't know, the idea that I or we were sharing and how, like, like look at the, the light and that. And, like, I can, I'm appreciating it without a sense of profundity or, like, I don't know. I, think, I guess what, what I'm hearing when you're talking about profundity is more like when it's a, uh, used to get some kind of, egotistic gain oh, yeah. out of something uh-huh. um, or like trying to use it as credentials uh-huh. um, that you can win win people's attention or liking or something like that yeah yeah um, but also like just having that that approach to looking at things can uh, heighten maybe heighten my awareness or curiosity about the world around me and be less focused on myself. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's kind of what I meant by it's like a tool and it depends how you use it. Yeah. To be clear, I, this, this, uh, imagined scenario of us getting in a heated argument was, uh, somewhat humorous and I, I imagined us, uh, uh, laughing about it afterwards, but it was it was also humorous to imagine because it, it actually seems very unlikely. Well, it's kind of hot, so we got fifty percent. The we, weather we got the, the heated. The temperature is hot. I have this uh, thought that. Uh, perhaps today my mind is is particularly clouded and busy and active uh, from a lot of stimulation of socializing and traveling in the past few days. What's and it, what does it feel like? Right now it feels I'm, I'm not sure if it actually feels like that. It was just like maybe beforehand uh, there were a lot of thoughts that I was juggling in my mind about things that I would like to do and uh, social relationships that I would like to uh, maintain and, and put energy into. 
Like an excited feeling, maybe restless? Uh, maybe like a, maybe just like a, a juggling feeling like uh, there's, there's so many uh, streams of my life that I'm uh, trying to take care of. There's uh, some cool shadows. I'm, I'm noticing the uh, a difference in experience when talking with this uh, camera uh-huh. and uh, a spectator that hasn't arrived yet. Yeah. Um, and how there's some kind of like, how that create some kind of like engine uh, between us. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting feeling. I, I recently tried to uh, make videos of talking and looking at a camera or like just being in the, in the uh, frame and talking while doing something and found it really, really difficult to at first, really difficult to feel comfortable talking as if there are other people there or as I'm talking to somebody else, uh -huh. but they're not there uh -huh. uh, because I had to put on some kind of uh, front and it was like I'm always playing myself, I'm always playing some kind of version to myself when I'm doing that rather yeah. than like just being silent. Yeah. Um, I, uh, when I'm walking and talking by myself, I'm relating, I'm often relating just directly to the viewer and, uh, for the most part, uh, ignoring this, uh, like, temporal divide because, uh, just because of the medium of video, it doesn't matter that much because the viewer is is watching this and and hearing our words right now like and we're we're also uh sp speaking and saying the words right now and uh even though like you don't feel even separation though, uh, there's there's like some separation or, or or medium but uh the thing of of video is that uh it does create this bridge across time and so I just kind of like uh, talk to the viewer uh, because I'm, I'm kind of thinking about their experience of watching the video, which is something they're doing right now. Yeah, I, when you say that, uh, I feel a bit, I feel differently about it. Uh, uh -huh. I'm thinking of it in terms of like I'm, like I'm talking on Skype and there's uh, maybe a unknown lag in time between like, I don't know, 24 hours and infinite hours, but it's like a, it's a conversation that has a very long lag. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose so. But it's also kind of like a, uh, it's for the most part like a, not exactly a conversation because uh, the the listener can't respond to us within the, the the viewer can't respond to us like within the time frame of this video being created. They can only respond. Uh, oh yeah, it's an inner tube. They can only respond uh, 
like via comments. Have you ever gone up there, up to that bridge? No. There's people that rock climb up there. It's oh. pretty cool. If we like walk slower, okay. I I, I feel like the uh, rhythm of my legs uh, is directly influencing the rhythm of my mouth. Oh, <laughs> I kind of enjoy the fast pace, but I can I'm willing to do this for now. What uh, what kind of uh, feelings do you feel towards the the uh, viewer? Mm, I'd have to think about it, and then it's like at that point, is it? I don't know if I can answer it if I'm like thinking about it. What feelings do I have towards the viewer? I don't know. It's more more like I have uh, feelings towards you and towards this activity. Uh, may maybe a feeling towards the viewer is something like uh, curiosity. Uh huh. Because I don't know who the viewer is. Uh huh. Interest and curiosity, and uh, maybe um, hope kind of hope that uh, not a hope that's like it's not a hope that I'm like really invested in or set on but just a, a general hope that uh, maybe this will uh, stimulate or produce or offer something of interest or, or benefit to someone else. Uh, and I'm also kind of something I'm personally questioning in my life is this, uh, is this uh, motivation of benefiting others. Uh-huh. I'm kind of questioning what it means to benefit and questioning this distinction between activity that benefits and activity that doesn't benefit. Yeah. And uh, like I was talking about earlier, the sense of not knowing myself and not knowing the world, having like a less coherent view of myself in the world, also this had been a, a more firm, maybe even dogmatic idea I've had about benefit and harm I'm feeling is being like thrown into some kind of like doubt and questioning. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I've, I think I've experienced that a lot. And uh, I think that um, making these videos is, is one way for me to uh, kind of like uh, actualize that question or like put, put that, uh, investigate that question. Like you're doing it without having an answer to the question? Yeah. Or, uh, you know, doing, like, not having necessarily an answer to the question of, like, what's the way to benefit people the most? Uh, or, and, or this question of, like, is it, is it possible to benefit people? But, uh, you know, at least being able to rule out some options of things I could be doing and then uh, move towards the things that to do that uh, seem like they uh, are on the on the margin of that possibility of uh, being very beneficial so like maybe in, in some sense this video could be beneficial to someone if it indeed, it's possible to benefit anyone at all. Yeah, I see what you mean. And uh, that's also, I think about that also in relation to uh, whatever unique um, or ununique position that I'm in in the world and what resources and connections and skills that I might have. There's a suspended thing. Wow. It's just floating in midair. It's, 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 uh, it's backside is sticking out of it. Look at that. Whoa, there's a caterpillar in this thing. That's its home. For now. Wow. Ooh, Ooh I've never seen, I've never seen one coming out of those before. It's moving up and down a lot. Yeah, it came from a very, uh, very high place. A biker is gonna come by and get that thing yeah. <laughs> smacked in his face or chest, or her face or chest. in the process of becoming a, a butterfly. I guess I would guess it's somewhere in that process or maybe it's still building this cocoon. I'd, I'm not sure what the reason for suspending the cocoon in midair is. Maybe we should put a road cone under it. <laughs> it's kind of a good idea. <laughs> Alright, let's do it.
I'm not sure if placing this road cone under the caterpillar is, is benefiting the world, but uh, it seems like there's a greater possibility of it benefiting the world than, uh, than harming. Um, whether or not it, it protects the caterpillar or not, and whether or not protecting a caterpillar is beneficial or not, uh, I'm thinking, is it already, did those bikers already hit it? No, there it is. <laughs> Maybe the act of, uh, putting this cone here, um, Maybe the primary benefit is actually in, in stimulating uh, imagination and wonder for anybody who might uh, witness the cone and then witness the uh, caterpillar. And maybe for the sake of this video too. It's still swinging wildly about in the wind. And it's hard to tell where the the center axis of its uh, yeah, pendulum we're, we're is. Here, right? Yeah. Sometimes in these videos, I'll have an experience where my I'm feeling like I'm I'm running out of things to say, and in order to keep the uh, stream of talking continuous, I just kind of uh, focus my attention more and more acutely on uh, a finer slice of the present moment. And I'm almost just observing my, the words coming out of my mouth and observing the sentences being formed in my brain and feeling like they're, they're I'm kind of like really on the, on the, experiencing the edge of generating that thought. Like just trying to uh, observe the process of of forming my thoughts into words and saying them. Like right now, I I kind of witnessed myself uh, form the words like right now, and then uh, now I'm 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 remembering like a couple seconds ago when I continued to add words to like right now. And it felt, as I was saying it, I felt a, almost a sense of relief that I was able to find something that 
seemed true to say. And what was true was just that I, I realized what I was thinking and was able to articulate what I was thinking as the sentence kind of became very immediately self-referential and that it was just talking about the sentence became about its own generation And I kind of try, I try to, to keep talking as much as possible, maybe, maybe just to, uh, <clears throat> try to, try to, ex like, keep all of, as much of my thought process exposed as possible. Uh, and I, I enjoy getting into that because it feels, it feels like I'm actually digging into something and knowing that the listener is able to hear all, all of this it it almost creates a kind of accountability or something for my my thought process and uh, holding myself to this uh, stipulation of not stopping talking is like um, kind of kind of forces me to become aware of my thought process in a. Uh, maybe in, in greater in greater clarity than I might if I were just being silent and, and walking without talking you're constantly remembering what you're doing when, you're, when you keep talking um, I'm not not constantly remembering but I'm, I'm often I often think about something that I just said and the next thought is often uh, just a, a, a thought that is about what I the last thought that I had so there's there's some some memory involved but uh, I enjoy the moments where it's an incredibly where it's a where it feels like a very short term uh, type of memory so that there's very little gap between what you're remembering and what you're doing right now yeah although like um, the in the last episode I noticed that uh, it involved some longer term memory and that there were some uh, questions or issues that arose early in the video and I went off on various tangents um, exploring different aspects of those questions and then I remembered the initial question and kept returning to it to explore different aspects of it uh, and felt that I had explored the issue somewhat in depth by the end and uh, that was that was uh, satisfying or um, yeah, and it was a new new type of video. I feel I'm having like I feel like some 
some vague uh, concern about the, the quality of this video and the quality of uh, the, or, or maybe the continuity of, of what we've been talking about, or like... What, what do you mean by quality? That's, that's a, that's an interesting question, like, uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking, I think I'm, I'm kind of imagining the viewer's thoughts and feelings in, in relation to seeing this video and imagining what the viewer might be uh, thinking and if and whether whether the things that we're saying seem relevant engaging to the viewer and I guess that reveals that I, I actually like do care about the viewers experience and want it to be something that's um, worthwhile yeah worthwhile like um, and maybe maybe not necessarily strictly engaging in an entertain, entertaining sense but at least uh, providing us like a very like at least providing a substantive um, type of subject matter that would could stimulate a uh, deep kind of thinking and you, you reflection. Be, you want there to be some kind of content for viewers to receive. Oh, that. and, you, that's, and you're feeling or fe fearing that maybe right now we're not offering enough content or uh, content of a certain quality that people can uh, take and use or enjoy i guess uh the uh the question of of um offering an a, amount of content isn't isn't so much a concern and also uh, i have to say that in the, just in the expressing the last kind of what i'm thinking of as like a segment or expressing the last thought uh about feeling uh, some concern about the the quality of of the content. Um, in doing that, in expressing that, I started to feel uh, more reassurance or more confidence about the about the quality because maybe the the way that this was expressed felt like the the quality that I might have been looking for. And, and now I'm noticing the thoughts coming out starting to have a, a little bit longer continuity, it seems like to me, and be uh, expressed in, with a little bit more depth. And I'm starting to feel this feeling of, of discovery of, um, you know, the, the next like this, like this thought that I'm expressing right now, I didn't, I wasn't expecting to have, and I, I feel interested in having it, and I feel interested in like the means by which it came about, and I'm interested that this, the uh, feeling of concern is is like 
not has like subsided and uh, already. For me, uh, we have a somewhat set amount of time that we're doing this, and uh, having having like agreed upon going for this walk together and uh, for like a certain amount of time, uh, I think that creates a kind of container for this experience where uh, maybe there's like a, an element of, of, of faith in that, that even if when things don't feel right or feel boring or uncomfortable, yeah, um, that kind of like a determination to, that we're going to get through a certain amount of time doing this, yeah, and uh, that allows for perseverance, which allows for <laughs> things to actually happen. Whereas, yeah. if uh, if we get bogged down with discomfort and awkwardness and uh, frustration, or things not going how we want them to go, uh -huh. then uh, then we won't really get anywhere. Like that. Uh, there's a metaphor about digging wells. If you dig a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit there, yeah, then you, you don't really get any water. But if you keep going down with one, then you have a greater chance of getting water. Yeah. I've, I've, I've experienced that in, in a lot of past episodes. And each time I have it, I'm, I'm kind of reminded, like... Uh, there's, there's often some form of discomfort that surfaces during one of these episodes. Uh, you know, that could be of, of varying degrees of intensity. But I've, I've found every single time that it has always uh, resolved in, in, uh, in an interesting way at the end. Um... Uh, as if it's almost as if knowing the time period that is available it's as if the the kind of um arc like maybe maybe emotional arc or uh or other kinds of arc seem to kind of naturally uh conform to that time span that's that's available and having a four hour time span uh, I think allows for like maybe maybe a, a more well I'm not sure about more in depth but at least at least longer just by definition it's, it seems to me like having a four hour time span allows for uh, coming in and out of discomfort and satisfaction and dissatisfaction yeah uh, whereas if you just have like a shorter video or like 30 minutes or an hour um, maybe we could just talk about one thing during that time pretty consistently without hitting blank spaces and uh, uh, 
tensions and collisions and things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, to me, that's something interesting or valuable about the, the endurance of this. Mm -hmm. It's like knowing that we're going to be facing uh, some some underlying uh, dynamics. <laughs> they're they're bound to come up. Yeah. And the and like personal insecurities or fears are bound to come up. Yeah. It's it seems to me that uh, in this moment, uh, both of us are able to uh, frame this experience pretty positively, and uh, I don't have any. I have. I think I I uh, have no problem with framing things positively, as as long as it's like you know, not unrealistic or anything like that. <laughs> I've I've been uh, noticing this bottle of water clinking in my backpack for a few minutes now and like uh, wanting it to stop so maybe I'll stop and drink some of the water uh, yeah I think there's some paper bags in here that I could put them put between them As I uh, try and, as I pull out this water, sometimes I think about trying to maintain the, the stream of talking while I'm doing it, but I'm going, I'm going to uh, take a sip of water right now. Yeah, for electrolytes. I was, I was wondering if if as soon as I started drinking water, you would you would pick up and and um, pick up the talking. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. <laughs> I I think so. Yeah, yeah. Two things are coming up for me, uh, which like as you were drinking the w water. I was thinking about how you were um, talking about continuity uh -huh. and how continuity is important to you in this, uh, in what we're doing right now. Um, maybe because through through the continuity of talking, there's a um, a freshness and spontaneity to what you're saying and an authenticity to it uh -huh. where there's there's less pretense or overthinking things and also um, being closer in touch with what's going on right now uh -huh. and not speculating about the future or thinking about the past uh -huh. and yeah so when you were drinking the water I was appreciating that about I don't know that value or intention behind what you're doing um, and seeing this as a kind of uh, 
I, it, it resonates with maybe my, my per personal practices, uh -huh. uh, which in which I'm not I'm not spending four hours talking though. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> but I could I could see some kind of common thread there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was appreciating that. And and then another thing about uh, another thing about that pause. I I guess I so I appreciate the idea of continuity with talking, but also um, maybe it's difficult for me because um, I'm finding that if, if I keep talking, I'm having a difficult time uh, being aware of other things other than like the words I'm saying, the thoughts I'm having, and the vibrations inside of my head. Uh -huh. Whereas if I, if I pause and I look around and I just, just observe what's going on around me, and what senses I'm taking in. Uh, yeah, I'm I guess I'm trying to like find a balance in between both of those right now. Uh-huh. So that when I'm, to, so that I, I don't go through talking and talking and kind of like wasn't even there the whole time we were walking. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, maybe I think of, think of uh, the continuous talking as like a kind of uh, a kind of giving life to this verbal form of thought and uh, yeah, there's de definitely a value judgment I'm making about uh, an awareness of uh, of, of like of the, phys the surroundings yeah. and my sensations yeah. uh, versus an awareness of more like mental, verbal uh -huh. experience. Uh -huh. I think there's. Uh, I think um, it's sometimes it's possible for me to to feel somewhat of a, a merging of of all of those things, or or to be able to kind of like. Uh, <clears throat> broaden my awareness in a way that uh, I feel kind of simultaneously aware of the sensory input information here and, and my physical sensations and the also the physical sensation of my voice moving and my mouth moving and my, my lips forming words and then also kind of trying to investigate the link between that uh, physical process that, you know, is happening with my vocal cords and mouth and the mental processes that are, that are associated with it. And they kind of just keep, keep coming into view. It's like, uh, I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure if it's really possible to have a have a total like um, 
as if like third third party perspective or something on uh, my mental process while I'm still talking but maybe sometimes there's like glimpses of that or something like it, you can't have a totally integrated experience but more like a constantly uh, I would say shift of focusing that, that might be but uh, like um, right at, at this moment um, like there was a real brief pause before I said something and I, I noticed myself focusing in on uh, a more you know a more acute thinner slice of the present which uh, maybe that was maybe maybe one of the mechanisms for that was uh, focusing a little bit on my visual field and um, kind of letting the the broader visual field come into my awareness rather than just the the center focus of my vision field and as I did that I also was also at the same time just kind of barely barely noticing these verbal thoughts come into my awareness and like just uh, the instant before my mouth started moving and I'm 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 kind of interested in, in trying to maintain that uh, kind of intensity of and and, uh, and wholeness of, of awareness like while continuing to talk because I, I think of it as a possibility for um, communicating something with the viewer that's not often communicated in words or uh, <clears throat> trying to get uh, trying to trying to get as as close as might be possible with words to transmitting that actual experience rather than communicating uh, an abstraction about that experience. And I'm aware that words are kind of inherently abstract or like they, words, words carry inherently an abstract thought but at the same time they also are are, to are if you want you can totally reduce them to to a physical phenomena and like in the case of the listener uh, they like I, I can use the cons the I can use the conceptual dimension of words to draw the listener's conceptual mind towards the fact that they're hearing sound that's coming out of their speakers or their headphones or however they're viewing the video and uh, just draw like and then their their attention might start to shift towards the more physical uh, aspect of that experience which and and away from the conceptual which might affect a kind of shift in the the quality of awareness like uh, seeing headphones or speakers and then guiding a kind of uh, noticing of 
of those things. Uh-huh. Or like, um, like, like the fact that, uh, the sound that the listener is hearing, like, contains simultaneous, is like, oh yeah, oh yeah, these little orange mushrooms. I think these I think these are not chanterelles. They look they look kind of similar though. Uh-huh. The way this one the gills are decurrent. Smell this one looks. It smells like dirt. They smell a chanterelle. Yeah. It's also covered in dirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think I see these a lot, usually a little smaller. Like, I think it's the same as this one. Uh huh. Which uh, I don't think is a chanterelle. So I'm I'm uh, I'm imagining now like the what might be the most uh, entertaining or, or fun way to uh, return to the to the thought that I was talking about and well, I I don't know if I misunderstood you or if I was understanding what you're trying to say but for me the idea of uh, the, the interaction with the viewer. I was interested, I'm interested in that, Mm -hmm. and uh, wondering what we can do right now that would be some kind of interaction. I mean, I know we're, throughout this whole time, we're constantly interacting, but Uh more, uh, I don't know what I'm thinking. Well, I mean, like, one way to do that is to just kind of, like, directly address the viewer, like, for instance, like, I can, I can, uh, I could like say hi to you or something, um, as opposed to <laughs> Sam, like, and 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 just try to like ex- express that like uh, I w- I would hope for I would hope for you to feel kind of uh, some sense of inclusivity uh, to this walk, even though you you can't really actively respond in a way that we will. Uh, receive uh, during the course of this walk uh, but I, I want you to know that uh, at least for me and and maybe for Sam as well like just the 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 you're watching this like you're you're the knowledge that that this is being uh, transmitted to you is uh, ha- like plays an effect has an effect on uh, my quality of experience while doing this and kind of propels me to con- continue doing this and to con- continually talk and that's something I appreciate because uh, 
it's like a it, it's an extra like incentive or motivation to um, continue through this process and uh, stick to the uh, kind of self-imposed parameters of walking and talking for four hours. If, if there was something that you could say, and maybe you're just, you're doing this right now, but I'm wondering if there's something you could say to somebody and you didn't know who that person was, but you knew that they were definitely going to hear it, uh, what would you say? I guess that the first the first thing that comes to mind is uh, just to like ex- express a, a a kind of very general type. You think this will be two hours? Um, if we we may have to change batteries one more time. Do you have just mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. So we the uh, batteries ran out, uh, and I'm not sure exactly how long ago or how I'm not sure exactly how long we've been talking while the camera was off. Maybe like three minutes. Yeah, maybe just a few minutes. But uh, just to, to recap uh, what I was saying, it was, it was about what, uh, what I would, uh, to, in response to a question that Sam asked, what I would want to express to a viewer who, who, whose identity I don't know. And it would be to express a, a general kind of feeling of empathy and relation to this shared experience of being a human and being alive right now, uh, just this experience of life. And then uh, Sam started talking about what an, an analogous act in the pre-internet world might be like, which would be mailing, writing letters to people that he didn't know and what you said sounded like uh, expressing like like a a universality or like a shared experience of being human with other humans. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, also a kind of wonder about this mysteriousness of our being, of our existence, of our experience, and that uh, we are uh, ostensibly each each uh, in that mystery and experience together. Yeah, that's I uh, I enjoy how you worded that. And I was thinking about what I what I would want to say. Um, if I could say something to somebody I didn't know and they would receive it. Um, And it was kind of similar to yours. I was thinking of uh, something 
I think we'll want to turn around here. There's, there's another path that goes like that way. Yeah. I don't know where it leads to though. Um, yeah, I was thinking of basically expressing uh, I'm trying to remember something. <laughs> uh -huh. I know what I want to say, but I'm trying to remember something. Should I make the effort of remembering it? I, I kind of want to remember what I'm, what I'm trying to remember so that I can uh -huh. share it, because uh, then I'll be more transparent with where I'm coming from with my idea. Uh-huh. The... I could talk for a while if you want to take some time to try and remember if that would make it easier, but it might make it harder. Yeah, I'd rather just do my best right now and say um, in a book of instructions for how to be a bodhisattva, there's, I think the first one is, uh, I don't think instructions is the right word, but they're like little uh, ideas or phrases uh, maybe like 36 of them and I think the first one is this precious body so uh, this precious human body so difficult to obtain uh, and then something like with this body uh, I'll strive uh, to be awakened something like that but uh -huh. that, that sense that acknowledgement of the preciousness of the body and uh, in that tradition the idea that to to have a human body is a very very rare opportunity uh -huh. and whether or not and that's with with the idea of past lives and many layers of existence, uh -huh. whether or not you believe in that or I believe in that, um, just the the idea that of the, of the preciousness and rarity of having a body, uh -huh. um, you could also just think like you only live once or whatever, Yeah, that kind of cliche, but um, I think that's something I would want to express, like, uh -huh. I would want to say, like, hello, <laughs> uh -huh. and, uh, I... YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> and, uh, like, just, wow, I'm, I don't know who you are, and you don't know who I am, but if you're reading this, you and I are sharing this experience of, uh, you and I are sharing this experience of being alive right now and isn't that mysterious? Yeah. Um, and then I'd probably go further and try to like, maybe just ask or hope with some kind of motivation of, of stimulating another person to like, 
question what kind of possibilities they have in life to like what first off what what are your priorities in life what does it mean to you and how can you uh, manifest uh, yourself in a way that's that's meaningful to you yeah something like that mm -hmm. as you were saying that uh, one thought occurred to me that um, one one I, I might think of think of what I I, I could um, name what I'm wanting to express to the viewer as uh, love but uh, not it's I don't think it's like necessary to call it that but it's but also it's uh, a type of love that can't is is not uh, a specific kind of love you know like not knowing the specific the specifics of the viewer I can't uh, describe I can't like describe you and uh, your your specific qualities I can't uh, speak about but uh, there's there is a kind of of, of uh, feeling of I know that you do have specific qualities and specific characteristics uh, that you know make you who you are and as I as I'm saying this though as I'm saying this sentence I'm I'm starting to feel aware of of possibly like uh, reaffirming aspects of identity that maybe earlier in the video I talked about maybe trying to have temporary experiences of uh, loosening, loosening up that sense of identity or, uh, like a temporary sense of merging or loss of identity. Uh, <clears throat> and, and, and now that, now the thought I was saying, like, has less, less weight, because I, I was going to say something along the lines of this, the specifics that of who you are are uh, are are manifestations of uh, a kind of like a greater um, the 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 like greater processes that uh, govern reality as a whole uh, and in some way the uh, the specific is is not uh, cut off from the whole or something but now as I'm saying this I it feels it, it doesn't feel like it means anything like what I just said is is almost like a complicated convoluted way of saying saying nothing in a way <laughs> I, I when you said that I, I don't know it meant, I it meant, it meant something to you okay yeah, that's something to me but when I'm hearing you say this I'm, I'm, I'm like a little bit, uh, don't, I don't, I didn't grasp all the pieces, all the threads uh -huh. that are coming out, but, uh -huh. um, kind of what I, what I was thinking was whether or not you believe in a clear sense of self or a coherent sense of self, or you believe in, uh, 
a very fluid, non-contained, uh, constantly changing and constantly affected in uh, layers of influence, like not having a self. Whether or not it's, uh, I, I think the way you're describing love still is a meaningful uh, uh, idea uh -huh. because uh, okay so we are these constantly changing uh, permeable uh, beings and we're both uh, in that uh -huh. sharing that as much as like as I am I mean uh -huh. do, do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, to to the to the extent um, to the extent that we uh, have, you know, a sense of self and a sense of sense of identity, um, like that experience is, is shared uh, with others, and uh, almost that 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 sharing is like. I don't know. I'm losing. I'm losing my train of thought here. <laughs> and then there's this. When there's this gap, I usually. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe think, be thinking of ways to jump in with a new thought, but then, uh, I just have to kind of, I just have to start saying something without knowing what I'm going to say next. I, I'm thinking of whether to, whether I want to talk more about, uh, self and non-self, or just kind of move away from that. Uh -huh. Because as we were talking about that, even though I feel interested in that, and I think it's a it's a value to talk about that and share that that those perspectives with other people who are interested in that, uh, I find that maybe m maybe I or we are getting a little lost or like oh uh, yeah again like the quality of what i'm saying might not be uh -huh. coming across as as well as i would like well there to. there there might actually be uh uh a better way of of kind of um actualizing the the kind of idea that we're we're talking about that um may may not have so much to do with the content of what we're saying. Although, as I said that, uh, I started to feel a doubt about that. Like, um, for, for us to be talking about self and, or, or non-self, um, the, I, I kind of wonder if the conceptualizing of that that might be stimulated by talking about that, uh, necessitates uh, 
the the sense of self uh, from which to to ref as a reference point to that, or like you you have you have to in the background be uh, holding a certain sense of self in order to hold this conception uh, in a mind of there being self or non-self or continuity between the two. Um, I, yeah, I, for me, I like. I, st I still feel like a desire to say something about that. Cause yeah, I, I think it's important to for me to clarify about like self and not self. Like uh -huh. to me, my my understanding or my perspective is that uh, having a self or the selfhood is an apparent reality, uh -huh. and uh, non-self is a more subtle reality and that even though they sound like contradictions of one another that um, that they're held that they're actually coexist yeah um, and that to deny self altogether is a kind of uh, it's an extreme and to deny non-self is another extreme yeah like to me it seems obvious that there is that we have a sense of self like I'm not in your body you're not in my body yeah but the non-self aspect of that is that these bodies are constantly changing yeah, yeah. and impermanent yeah uh, yeah that's that uh, way of articulating it uh, that's pretty clear makes it pretty clear to me so that's how I don't know, you can ha talk and expressing empathy towards another person of this shared shared experience of non-self or like impermanence uh, that contradiction can be kind of held coherently. Uh-huh. I think I um Sometimes maybe when I think about these things, I uh, just kind of try to try it and investigate on on like the the level of uh, perception and and sensation um, to to what extent I am feeling like a self or or not, and so maybe that just kind of involves like being aware of like the the feelings in my body and uh <clears throat> or also just intention to attention to like what i what i see as uh sense perception coming in and as, as i started talking about this i started uh feeling like um a slight, a slight dissonance between uh, what I was saying and what I started having glimpses of experiencing, in that uh, it, it seemed as if the the words available to exp express these things uh, were, or the ones that I was saying at least, were mostly um, representative of a separate self that is here um, and able to 
reference um, ostensibly external things like like sensory data like coming into my eyelids like there's like the if I talk about my sensory input then it means there's me here and then there's uh, then there's information that's separate that's coming in but I you know can start to have like little glimpses where uh, I don't experience that as separate but my mode of talking I'm, 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 I can't tell if there's I'm not sure if there's like a way of, of speaking that uh, seems to like encompass that experience or I mean maybe it's that uh, speaking itself uh, necessarily kind of originates in one mind although you know of course of course uh, there are, are two people here um, conversing with each other and so of course the uh, thoughts are are going back and forth and uh, we're in in some like kind of very obvious way like uh, to some extent merging minds or merging merging consciousnesses just in the in the form of communicating and that being a link uh, and it's almost funny for me to to talk about that as being uh, anything profound because it's it's actually something that's like you know entirely ordinary everyday thing like everybody is communicating all the time with each other you know just talking uh, and we don't normally you know think of this you know experience of talking or like writing or or whatever way we communicate as being like uh, a profound like merging of consciousness but uh, it's it, the communication maybe maybe I'm seeing it at the moment as uh, just as as like a manifestation of of the of the kind of togetherness that is that uh, that underlies our like sense of, of separateness Yeah, language is, when you're saying that, I'm seeing language as a, non, a non-physical body that is, uh, like, how to say it, like, all of our individual selves are, well, depending on what the language is, but... In, in a group of people that share a language, it's like they are, these individual selves are uh, kind of immersed and uh, saturated with um, this this mental. Uh, framework or something? Framework or like, more like, ma- yeah, materials. Uh-huh. 
Oh, these are these crowded parchment holes. Burrowed. Oh, yeah. Hey, what, is it, what did you say, parchment? Crowded parchment, is that fungus? I started. I started to think about, uh, or it kind of, it kind of dawned on me that uh, I had, I had taken some like uh, extremely circuitous route to just describe a like completely obvious everyday uh, <laughs> phenomenon, and uh, which is interesting to like uh, to go off on some like uh, path of 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 profundity or something and, and just have it arrive back at uh, the like completely mundane and uh, I, I kinda, I'm able to enjoy that right now so I guess it implies that it could go the other way too that it's like and maybe you could you could say that the there's profundity hidden within the mundane but at the same time that it's still mundane. And like this is, it's like kind of uh, when I when I like notice some cycle occurring like that, it like becomes increasingly uh, apparent to me that. That what I'm saying isn't isn't important, or that there's there's uh, or like I get this feeling sometimes that there's nothing important to say, um, but I still feel okay with that, and I still feel okay with continuing to speak anyways, uh, because it's it's similarly like uh, it, knowing that doesn't you know put any kind of mandate to to stop talking and maybe I can even continue talking with uh, an increased sense of freedom or something or like uh, <clears throat> not struggling under like some uh, weight of uh, needing to really express any certain any specific concept other than express the act of talking itself or something. I'm, I'm thinking about how, that, that you said uh, there's nothing important to say. Uh-huh. And I guess during this walk, sometimes you've been talking more than I have. And uh, I guess part part of that has to do with, like, uh, moments where I'm not feeling uh, moved to say something. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm still feeling engaged. Uh-huh. Um, even if you weren't saying anything, uh -huh. I'd still be feeling engaged, I imagine. 
Yeah. Even if I wasn't saying something. Yeah. Um, and how that, thinking of, of that experience, um, what you said connects, makes sense to me. Uh-huh. Um, and how sometimes spending time with somebody else and uh, not talking and doing something like walking or cooking or eating. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they, they just sucked out my thought through uh-huh. my hand. That's probably okay though, right? <laughs> now they're burdened with thinking. Yeah. Um, I was... Like this ex- experience of uh, talking or not talking with someone else. Mm, yeah, sometimes it just doesn't feel... Sometimes talking doesn't feel like it's really offering much or contributing much yeah. to a situation. Yeah. And it's actually... Uh, clogging things up or making things like uh-huh. unnecessarily um, complicated complicated yeah yeah um, so then again that 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 resonates yeah you said resonates with me but yeah. but there's a, a third thing where that I'm thinking of where it doesn't resonate with me is when uh, I've I've heard something from somebody and it's uh felt like either it met it met some need of mine like to be among many different things whether it's like well need what's a need so <laughs> give be generous with viewer please be generous with what I'm trying to express uh, as like vague and uh, conflicted some of these words may sound to you uh, sometimes hearing something from somebody else meets uh, a need or desire of mine of like uh, understanding or connection or reassurance uh, I, I, I feel particularly conflicted about reassurance uh-huh. Un- understanding. <laughs> Let's stick with understanding, uh, the connection, attention. Uh, sometimes it, fe- it feels really good to uh, and and meaningful, and maybe even like healing to meet those needs through uh, talking or uh, hearing. Uh, Hearing somebody speak to me. What is this? I can't tell if it's it's a fungus. Part of a tree, a mushroom. It's a mushroom. Or a piece of like spray insulation. I think it's a mushroom though. I've never seen anything shaped like that. It's like a mountain. Wow. Feels like a dried up gourd, but a very thick gourd. 
I think it might be foam. Think so? It looks it looks like it's uh, got these drops on it. Oh, it sounds like foam. That's really weird. Aged foam. <laughs> what a what a baffling object. And I think also the uh ability of language to uh, communicate and uh, preserve certain ideas is like something uh, beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's absolutely crucial in, uh, has an absolutely crucial role in maintaining our society. Just in the in the communication of, of uh, practical things. I, w I wonder if what you were getting at though is like when I, when I'm thinking of the uh, transmission of ideas through language, I'm specifically thinking about uh, some kind of of wisdom being passed on. Yeah. Um, and. I wonder if what, what you're getting at with, like, not needing to say anything or it being meaningless. I forget what you said. Uh, mostly, I think it was like, um, sometimes I have this experience of feeling like there's nothing important to say. Yeah, yeah, nothing important to say. Is like, even that, that, that idea or wisdom on the verbal level is uh, is just on the verbal level, and uh -huh. okay, so you have have that, and you say it, and you keep saying it, and that's of very very little value. It's of no value unless there's um, a, a creation or animation or like action. Uh -huh. That's uh, that is the real thing that that uh -huh. idea is getting at. Uh -huh. Is how I wonder, like what what me saying that, uh, how that uh, like affects or uh, can be interpreted with like what we're doing right now. Yeah. I think of uh, of what we're what we're doing right now is uh, we're probably participating in the in the realm of uh, ideas that are ma are maybe maybe bordering on the ineffable or something like that. Uh, that is, it's not like we have a have a goal of communicating anything uh, of. of you know, real practical importance to the the viewer, and like we're, we we didn't like come come here to uh, 
with a, with really an agenda of of what to communicate. Uh, and so, you know, this is this is like a, a kind of uh, specialized zone. This these four hours uh, where we are going, to, we're we're continuously talking uh, in, in kind of a, a realm where. That's uh, outside of a little bit outside of the uh, practical day-to-day needs that language uh, is, I think, more commonly used for, and so it's it's not surprising that uh, we're um, that that maybe I maybe I run into this feeling of of uh, there not being an important thing to say. I guess I guess uh, maybe this is this is actually a, a practice of like <clears throat> letting language uh, exist and to and generating language um, that's that's maybe not so beholden to uh, other to other means. I've I've got a uh, if. Yeah, I've got a suggestion. Uh-huh. You could, um, you could offer the viewer some, uh, a, like a little visual tour of where we are. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe that might be uh, enjoyable. I, I imagine if I was watching this, I uh-huh. would be curious about, like, so where, where, where are they? Or what's... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, think, I'm thinking about... I mean, first, one thing I can do is just kind of like turn the camera outwards so that. Have the, you been doing that? No, I've I've mostly been uh, pointing it towards us. So, pointing it outwards uh, will give, I think, a broader view of where we are. Uh, I don't find it so necessarily so important to talk like to like name the place that we are or. Yeah, uh, I'm not thinking of like naming or something like that but just just like show yeah some of the surrounding yeah because uh, maybe I mean that's that's another that would be another uh, mode of connection uh-huh. of, of sharing experience through the um, the pixels on the viewers screen uh, arranging being arranged in a representative way that correlates uh, to you know the photons that are entering our eyeballs. I'm thinking of the act of showing the surroundings as a way of uh, trying trying to make this experience uh, more uh, interesting or. Uh, yeah, more more interesting or captivating uh-huh. for whoever's watching it. As maybe uh, maybe like that's a act of generosity uh-huh. uh, or a consideration. And yeah. may, maybe like if, if I'm telling whoever's watching this that I'm doing or you're doing it out of that, then uh-huh. then that might change. It might be a little bit of a different experience for the uh, for the viewer instead of just like the camera moving and it's showing the same thing. Yeah. But knowing that like 
I'm thinking of how how they are right now as uh -huh. they're watching it, and uh, that I'm like have some concern. Yeah. In that way. Uh, yeah. I mean, probably. Oh, oh Toad. <laughs> This is Toad Central at night. I think uh, that general um, conscientiousness of the viewers' experiences is probably the, the most important part. And uh, in most of these episodes, I have had I have held the camera pointing outwards mm -hmm. the entire time, or most of the time, and. Uh, received some requests to uh, film myself and I thought about that and I thought about filming myself as another act of generosity and and kind of exposing my face and my facial facial expressions mm -hmm. uh, and thinking about how relating to a face is is an engaging thing for a person to see a face talking and uh, can I can I hold the camera into the side of your head? Oh, I I might I might want to face the camera while you do it. And yeah, this is this is a different experience for me. Uh, oh, oh yeah, watch <laughs> out! There's a bunch of puddles. Of of being filmed, this is a very different experience. Like uh, now now maybe my whole body is in the frame. And, yeah. Uh, it, it, it almost is. It's it's a, a whole new whole new level of exposure that I haven't actually been able to experience while walking and talking by myself, uh, just because there wasn't a practical way to uh, film my whole self. So here I am uh, with my whole body visible to you. Um, almost your whole body. Almost. Except, you know, I, I am wearing clothes, so there's like that level of, uh, of, of social uh, normalcy or, or decency, you could say. Uh, which, I, you know, I feel no need to, to push that boundary. Uh, it's also different for me. I haven't looked at you in the face in like oh, yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah, we've just been uh, hearing each other's voice pretty much. Yeah, and that that was interesting in this in the way that like I wasn't really looking at your face and I wasn't seeing my face and uh -huh. it was our voices like uh, in this kind of dance, yeah, getting mingled together, yeah, and also like this the. the absence and presence of the viewer was also there too uh-huh kind of yeah feeling that yeah i wonder uh i don't know maybe the maybe the viewer is like some of these some of i'm sure that some of the viewers have, have watched a lot of episodes before and uh this would be the first time they've seen my whole body at one time i think oh again i am back up even more yeah, you're you're all the way on there. Here I am. Here I am, just like presenting my body. 
Continuing to walk. I'm like, I'm kind of looking at the camera. Uh, it's in a way, it's kind of like making eye contact. Feels more like making eye contact than uh, this is useful. Yeah, that's useful. I just found this. Uh, rubber strap and um, I think there's a lot of useful things that a person could do with this so I think it's gonna join us yeah. as I as I put this uh, rubber strap in my backpack, I'm trying to maintain the flow of talking uh, just to, just kind of for the listener to uh, maintain something that's uh, specifically oriented towards them, uh, rather than them only observing the, this activity of putting a rubber strap into my backpack, uh, which would seem I would imagine be a little bit irrelevant to them uh, because I, it's it's more like just kind of specific to our lives. I'm thinking how uh, when this change in in the visual experience uh, takes maybe some of the. Could I film you while you're talking? Okay. The, how it, it might take away some of the... Uh, I don't know, pressure or tension from talking? Yeah, that's like possible. When, if, I do, if I don't talk. Yeah, if you, if you don't talk, there's, uh, there's still some form of expression just in your uh, physical movement. And also the uh, the scene around me, yeah, and seeing me move through this place, yeah, uh, might might just be interesting in itself to watch, or have some kind of interesting quality, uh -huh. more than uh, like a up close of my shirt or of my feet, yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think at least um, it's going to be a, a less kind of like claustrophobic uh, viewpoint by having having a little bit of uh, depth. When you said claustrophobic, uh, I'm what happened for me is like I'm interested in so thinking of claustrophobic viewpoint and maybe for someone watching us talk. Uh, and it's like a very up close 
claustrophobic visual uh-huh. maybe also in in our words uh-huh. maybe somebody might feel claustrophobic uh yeah i can imagine that and that uh it's kind of like dense oh do you mean in the in the audio quality or like the in in the actual like subject matter um, or or I the con- continuity both, yeah all of, all of that yeah yeah and 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 i'm curious like what having this more spacious perspective might do to uh, the continuity yeah. of our thinking. Another another thing I think about is uh, the, the viewer's uh, relationship to their screen. I, I, I know that uh, many viewers, or at least some viewers, uh, just listen to the audio, uh, maybe while they're doing some work or doing something else. Oh, a dead mouse being eaten by yellow jackets. I didn't know yellow jackets eat meat. Yeah, they love meat. The yellow jackets like they can they bite stuff and they'll like tear a hole in in the flesh and then the flies get in that hole and lay eggs. Um the viewer has this relationship to their screen or their device, and um, they also have this option uh, to be, you know, very close to it, have their face close to the screen, or they could, or they could back up and still listen to it and just kind of observe their screen as uh, one object within their environment, uh, and that could be. A way on their end to kind of alleviate some of that uh, close-upness and give like a greater variety of depth of perspective, and <clears throat> like uh, maybe I maybe I imagine like when the camera is close up to us, uh, the microphones are close up are also closer, and it's. Uh, Bringing it brings the the representation of us uh, closer in to the screen that the viewer is relating to, and so it's as if it's as if the it's as if we're we're closer to them or something like that, and uh, maybe if we're close up to the camera and therefore to the screen. <laughs> maybe maybe that's motivation for the viewer to like maybe step back a little bit or put a little distance between themselves and the screen because then it's like you know the computer or whatever is like kind of a representation of us in in the viewer's space uh and if if we maybe if we're maybe if the camera is farther away from us like when we are filming each other talking and there's more depth of perspective of perspective within this within the digital rep- representation. Uh, maybe there's maybe that means there's more for the viewer to experience being close up to their screen or speakers. But I'd, uh, I'd, I'd like to. Uh, I noticed that we're talking. It sounded like you were talking kind of like to me. 
Oh yeah, I yeah. If we could like talk more to the viewer, to, to you, yeah, or with you. Oh right, right. Uh, um, I I was thinking like it could be could be interesting uh, having like I wonder if having some kind of interaction during this time that we're together where uh, I mean the idea that I had is making some kind of suggestion to the viewer uh-huh and then uh, giving giving making making some kind of suggestion to you and then giving you time to do that or not do that uh, and then maybe asking you how it was <laughs> uh -huh. but you know the lack the lack of response might make that a little bit uh, difficult maybe or, or awkward but at the same time or maybe just one just uh, the like we just have to kind of imagine their response mm -hmm. if that um, and just the, the ideas that I had off the kind of spontaneously were like uh, maybe right now you could uh, think of someone and if they're with if they're like nearby then you can like uh, like take take a take a break for for a moment and uh, maybe connect connect with them and just like uh, I'm not sure how specific I mean I could be really specific with certain things but that kind of like thing and then come back uh -huh. and uh, or it could be more of like a um, like a journal journaling or artistic activity uh, as a way of like processing what's going on for you right now and uh, um, kind of staying in tune with yourself and uh, yeah there's there's always there's always this option of pausing the video uh -huh. and and can resuming it later uh -huh. I usually uh, I often like to do some kind of um, some like somewhat kind of repetitive uh, manual activity uh, if I'm listening to a long piece of audio or even watching a very long video uh, like cracking nuts for instance if I happen to have a lot of nuts to crack big, big skin of a tree yeah or uh um, drawing. I wonder what what you're doing as you listen to this or watch this. If you're like giving your full attention to it, or if you're uh, taking it in while also doing something else. I also um, 
allow for the possibility that someone could be uh, giving their their full attention to this video and, and, and not doing anything else but the and and that the whatever uh, thought processes are going on for you while you while you watch this video I I, I think uh, I pretty much hold hold open the possibility that that whatever that is that it could be valuable or that you know it's like like I don't have this idea that by just watching this video for a long time you're necessarily just being a passive consumer or uh, or only a, a passive spectator because I'm, I'm aware that the type of content that we're offering is not really entertaining there's not a, a whole lot of visual or sonic stimulation I don't think and it's you know a, over a very long period so I imagine that the type of engagement required to stay with a video like this uh, is a little bit more active on the part of the viewer than, for example, if they're watching like a highly edited and produced video that's of a shorter length. And I also uh, allow for the possibility of a viewer kind of like drifting in and out of paying attention to this while it's playing and just want to want to reassure you that uh, that's fine and I, I don't think you have are like missing crucial bits of information if your attention has like drifted off to something else I don't think it's important for you to like go back and rewatch sections of the video and, and if you're watching and you feel uh, some kind of uh, sense that you should finish it, I don't. I mean, I have no idea if you do or don't. I'm just speaking from from my experience. If even if you're watching a video, even that I'm not enjoying or don't feel like I'm getting much out of, sometimes I'll keep watching it, either because I'm like. Maybe it's not a should, but it's, it's maybe it's this hope that like, well, maybe something's maybe something's gonna happen. Uh huh. Or maybe I'll get something out of it. Yeah. And just kind of keep on holding on to that. Yeah. And like, it's uh, yes. Yeah, I would I would mostly hope that if you're continuing to watch this video, it's because you're actually continuing to feel engaged by it, or uh, at least continually enough there is something in it that stimulates you in, in some or connects with you in in some way that is uh, you know causing you to remain interested rather than uh, well I mean I guess I would I would allow for the possibility that uh, maybe maybe there, maybe you're experiencing some doubts about continuing to to watch or to listen and but you're curious uh, about what might change in this video uh, and I would allow for that too because I think uh, it is changing and it will will keep changing 
of course not in the kind of sense that it's going to like become uh, vastly more stimulating I, I don't think in uh, like it's it's not going to jump towards uh, you know it's not going to turn into jump cuts of like um, women in bikinis and uh, Justin Bieber singing to you or, or you know whatever whatever it is that that might be uh, like immediately stimulating uh, to your desires not to imply that uh, that you're a very like base kind of Philistine, Philistine person that is only interested in uh, sex appeal or something like that <clears throat> but even just like a music video uh -huh. or an interview uh -huh. something like that like yeah. I, I find watching uh, like interviews really interesting even if I don't know who the people are yeah. and I never heard of them just to like uh, hear a very like skillful person a person that's very skilled at uh, asking uh, questions that kind of penetrate and expand of what a person thinks um, and I don't think we're really doing that yeah um, but that's something that I find really uh, um, captivating mm -hmm. pulls me in and I, I want to watch more and more mm -hmm. I mean, you can you can predict that uh, this process that, that we'll do we are doing right now is going to continue for another couple hours. Um, and, but that the uh, probably that there's going to be variation in the quality and the, of the content and the content itself as as uh, time goes along, like. For example, like I notice my, I might notice my, I'm, I'm maybe starting to notice my body feel a little bit tired. Not significantly so at all. I think I'll have enough energy to finish the four hours, but you know, I'm, I'm like in a place where if I weren't doing this, maybe I'd, oh, that, I, that was kind of an irrelevant thought. Like if I weren't doing this, I would, uh, be tempted to just go home and uh, do something else but that's of course you know Sam I think you walked through some poison ivy there Oh yeah. And it feels really good. 
Yeah, now now that has me thinking of uh, whether I should do that or whether I should like abstain from that. <laughs> But uh, also just uh, stopping here, stopping walking is different. And I'm just kind of looking around and uh, listening to the sound a little bit more. And uh, yeah, I guess, this, I guess this moment has somewhat of the quality of a break. Um, there's, there's a break in walking and... There's a little bit of distance. I'm continuing to talk. Uh, I'm also going to uh, drink some water, which I think should be refreshing. I'm trying to find a place to set the camera. I'm also going to pee, I think. And, uh, I'm, I'm wondering about the possibilities, what additional possibilities, uh, having two people, uh, do walking and talking presents. Like, for example, I could go and pee while Sam continued talking or something. Uh, rather than having me uh, continue to talk close, closely to you while you pee, or while I pee, or maybe while you pee. A little bit of a uh, uh, share, sharing the responsibility uh -huh. of continuity. Uh -huh. I'm gonna go pee. Okay, I'm gonna continue uh, speaking to you. Now things feel quite different uh, for me. Well, a little bit different now that uh, Ben isn't in the frame and he's occupied and I'm just with you. So, uh, yeah, it feels a little more intimate to me um, so even though I've already been talking to you maybe right now I can uh, more directly say um, hello and uh, um, I hope you are well <laughs> And here comes Ben. That was a that was a very new experience for me of uh, walking off so that I couldn't hear what you were saying, and so there there existing this uh, other relationship between between you and Sam, just you know just for like a few moments where uh, I'm not aware of it, and then then I return and jump back in. That was that seemed really interesting to me, and it was like. It also had this quality of a break, like uh, I'm not I'm not saying that uh, you know it's like a, a drag to talk to you or something <laughs> like that, but uh, <clears throat> I was you know 
able to take a pee and uh, drink some water and then like um, have this moment where it's like oh I'm actually I can actually like think without talking for a moment and uh, it had this quality of like it did kind of have this quality of like being at work and then like taking a break from work and then like getting ready to go back into work uh, I think I, I you know I've, I think I would be f be fine without having that break uh, but it's it's kind of interesting and now I feel like slightly my energy feels like a little bit refreshed from having that I was saying that the, it felt the intimacy suddenly shifted for me mm -hmm. now that I was like talking to you in a like very direct like one-to-one -one way and that that felt very different to me uh-huh yeah it's it's kind of it's a little bit like a, a three-person relationship <laughs> yeah. and yeah. if we, if we and then that makes me think of like, uh, what if we were just walking here with a uh, third person, uh, but without without uh, without the internet here with us, mm -hmm. or if we had uh, if we had a third person and the internet, it would be like a four person relationship. Well, it's three is very different than four because if when it's three, uh, each person is very much in a position of, uh, how, how to say, you, each person feels the movements of, and the, and the, uh, the space taken up or, or given by each other person uh -huh. very much in a triangle. But when you have four, then you can form two different pairs. Yeah. And then each of them can be more or less independent. Yeah. But if you have three people, if two, if two people make a pair like you and I just start talking to each other yeah then then you are kind of alienated or separated yeah and if I only focus on talking to you then Ben is uh, a bit alienated or separated or left out yeah I was thinking about that and how um, maybe there's this uh, tendency for um, Sam and I to address each other more than than we would address you. Uh, whoa, my bug just flew into my eye. More than be, just be, simply because of the uh, the the kind of physical and temporal uh, separation. Um, but it, and so like maybe it it, it uh, with Sam and I present here, maybe it takes like a little bit of uh, just effort to remember um, that that uh, the attention to you is, is very important as well. I'm, I'm feeling a really interesting shift in experiencing right now since we've brought up the idea of trio, uh, like a three-way friendship, um, and how that's particularly challenging and different than a one-on-one -on -one and a uh, group of four or more mm -hmm. and I'm right now finding myself um, giving attention trying to equally give attention to you and you uh, and 
and before I I'm I'm right now I'm recognizing that before this happened I uh, didn't I wasn't feeling the one-on-one -on -one intimacy connection with with Ben neither was I feeling one-on-one -on -one with you and at the, I also wasn't trying to share my attention with all three at the same time as much as I am now. Uh -huh. I was more, I think, in my own head, uh, listening to what you're saying and thinking of what to say. Um, but with, but yeah, more uh, in a bit of a more isolated way. Uh -huh. And right now, even though the uh, the camera is holding the place of you right now. Um, the it, it feels like a more substantial presence of another being um, in a way that I didn't feel so much earlier, which is pretty mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, yeah, Sam kind of expressing that shift is also af affecting my uh, shift of experience in a similar way. Now it's your turn to say something. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Leave us a, leave a comment. <laughs> you can just like put put that moment where it was my turn to say something when we all acknowledge that we're all equally responsible for this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be that could be a, a good you know put a time cue in there and then uh, and then time marker and uh, leave a comment if you if you want to. It might I it might feel a little strange or something like that, but maybe not. It's, uh, well, it's, cicadas really, uh, are really like a kind of, uh, indicator of a certain type of year, time of year for yeah. me. Yeah, I, when we began walking today, I was really enjoying this uh, feeling of of late summer, uh, and kind of remembering uh, more of a, a, a childhood memory of the feeling of summer being like kind of endless and just feels like forever. Uh, kind of having a memory of that when we began our walk today, but also, but also the like hints of uh, fall coming, like slightly cooler air, or um, kind of like the uh, plant life have exp having expended so much of its energy in flowers and fruit, and now are dropping nuts kind of a sign that they're uh, getting tired. Yeah. 
Yeah, often, uh, usually sometime in mid-August, I'll get a hint of uh, autumn approaching and feel some kind of sense of melancholy about the summer ending. Uh, I haven't felt that so strongly yet uh, this summer. I wonder about the... Uh, because of the, the, the because of this video um, allowing a, a temporal uh, flexibility of of uh, when it's you know when it's experienced if the I, I wonder like about the the experience of like this representation of a certain time of year um, what kind of and if that's experienced in in the time of year, as in like you watch this video soon after it's uploaded, uh, how that might be different than watching the video like four months later when uh, it's a very different time of year. And um, I think either way is fine. Like if it if it's a different time of year, it may call more attention to the temporal separation and uh, maybe call more attention to the, uh, the the mediation involved with the video as it's it would be harder to kind of like fall into the sink into the reality of uh, being like present here being physically present in, in this, this immediate physical surrounding that Sam and I are in. And I'm like, I'm just kind of imagining the environment that you're in, uh, like, and when I, when I think about it, I think most likely inside a building and maybe at a computer. Like it, it could, you could be on a phone, you know, outside or wherever. I, I imagine if, if I was viewing this or, or listening to it, if, if I was cutting grass, that would be a good opportunity. Oh yeah. To listen to this. Yeah. That way I could like enjoy engaging with, in this, uh, ongoing talk uh-huh uh, I think it, it would have to be uh, I think I'd have to be in an environment that was uh, uninteresting and unstimulating enough to want um, this this long video to to step in and, and provide some interest and stimulation for example if I were walking in the woods, uh, I'd feel very disinclined to turn on my phone and watch this this video of us walking in the woods. Or if you're like, if you're having guests over, yeah, and uh, maybe maybe uh, if I if I was with other people, I'd prioritize being present with them. Uh -huh. rather than uh, 
watching something. Uh, yeah. yeah. Rather than watching something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I maybe I think about this this video um, being able to provide something in a in a situation where you might otherwise be kind of just alone uh, and and uh, with with your own thoughts um, and but I hope I hope that this video would maybe provide some something that's not necessarily uh, like super distracting or going to to bury your own thought process but one that can co coexist with it in in uh, a kind of peaceful way or calming like uh, I've read some comments from viewers saying that they that that the these videos were calming uh, for them to listen to and I've heard from some people that uh, listen to it while they're at work doing like a solitary activity or something like that yeah it's interesting to hear what some of you do while watching those uh, videos, and uh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder what what you're doing now as you listen to this, and uh, if if you are do if you are listening or watching because uh, the present situation you're in um, seems dull or um, you're, you're not feeling uh, interested in what's going on around you or um, or maybe feeling like isolated or, or lonely or something mm -hmm. yeah so may maybe uh, maybe one possible uh, um, thing that that uh, we could be offering is like um, <laughs> just got a little tired. Uh, some some like stimulation and connection in a moment where you're feeling disconnected and not stimulated. So, if if you are watching this and you are or were feeling. Uh, disconnected or not stimulated and you're starting to feel like more connected with yourself and with the world and with others then uh, I feel I feel pretty satisfied with having contributed to that or having offered that that would be like yeah I feel good about that but I can't I don't I don't know. I don't. I was gonna say I can't imagine somebody watching this because they want to have a good time. <laughs> like, uh -huh. um, like at least at least not the whole whole thing from beginning to end without a pause. Uh huh. Like it, it would take it take. I imagine it would take like effort and determination. Right. Right like all right I'm going to get through it yeah I'm gonna sit here and even if I get bored or even if I get hungry or even if this or that I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching and listen 
to the whole thing from beginning to end. Yeah, it's it's almost like like uh, maybe like I imagine like the the entertainment value of this being like very low, uh -huh. um, but it it may may have more entertainment value than you know just a screen that's not on like just a, a black screen. Uh -huh. I'm sure. So I can I can imagine it maybe being some kind of like low level form of entertainment that's uh, like maybe a little bit less um, disruptive or, or like toxic to the mind or something like if, if you're some a person who is in in a situation or, or like state of mind where uh, you're you're kind of feeling some need for um, stimulation or, or or entertainment or something where like maybe otherwise you would you would watch like a movie or something like that uh, maybe this could provide a type of alternative that um, is something that like 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 it could like take some like load off of the the existential difficulty of uh, being alone or something but still be kind of directing like not not directing your your attention like away from uh, from yourself or your consciousness in in a way that's like might actually be kind of harmful in the long run like maybe maybe this is a type of uh, some type of low-level entertainment that's uh, that might help you and engage with the, and process your own experience more than some other stuff might. Like it doesn't, uh, it doesn't contribute to more forgetting, uh, but uh -huh. um, potentially um, encourages or stimulates uh, kind of activity. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think especially if you, you know, find like a manual task, like that's, I imagine that being like, for me, that would be the, the optimal way to watch this <laughs> video would be to be cracking nuts or shelling peas. Or like painting yeah. a room. Yeah. Yeah, painting a room. Or, or cleaning. Or shucking lima beans. Yeah, that'd be good. Just, just, or just cleaning the house or something. Thinking, thinking about those activities, just thinking about those activities makes me feel calm. <laughs> thinking about sweeping, I feel calm. <laughs> I like sweeping. What if you, what if you started a YouTube channel called Thinking About Sweeping, <laughs> and it was just you standing there? <laughs> I think I'd, I'd rather have a YouTube channel called Sweeping, and it's actually me sweeping, <laughs> but like with different different size brooms like ones that you can hold by hand and uh -huh. ones that are made of different things like plant materials or like 
plastics or like paper uh -huh. and different so would would each uh, would each video be like a, a slightly different variation of, of sweeping where you yeah different in different surfaces mm -hmm. yeah. like a floor or a counter or uh -huh. um, maybe even some dusting could be considered sweeping uh -huh. yeah. I, I have a broom that I really like that's made of uh, these maybe it's a kind of grass and the uh, the ends of it are really soft it's like the tips of the grass or maybe it's even a grain I'm not sure maybe grains are grass grains come from yeah, grass yeah it's a kind of it's a kind of grass and the tips are really soft and uh, yeah it's nice when brushing the floor I can feel through the handle like the softness because how smoothly it goes over the surface and it's like I really enjoy collecting the dust and hair and whatever else is on the floor and it's a wood floor so it like it's very smooth when the broom contacts it and it's also like I can rub it on the walls to dust and it's just it's just really nice material and uh, yeah simple simple activities can be uh, really I think enjoyable especially when the um, the tool or material that you're working with uh, is um, like is aesthetically pleasing to you um, in that case like the broom is like I think it's a beautiful object and so using it I really enjoy it but I imagine also if you have a knife that's like you 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 just enjoy holding it and it's like maybe very sharp or like you like the weight of it or the the shape of the handle how it sits into your palm and then like cutting vegetables or yeah slicing things uh, like can be a really um, satisfying activity mm -hmm. what's what's some kind of tool or material you you, you find yourself liking um, it's it's funny I, I kind of really like uh, using angle grinders even though that seems like a, a like a much harsher uh, and, and and like um, slightly more removed experience because you're using an electric motor and making a really loud sound, but uh, I I uh, I kind of am in awe of the sheer power of an angle grinder to to cut through incredibly hard materials that I could never cut through. And uh, the finite, con the like fine amount of control that I can have with it, to I could you know just like I could grind off just like the tiniest section of something, or I could like carve out like a whole chunk of something, and uh, it the the ease with which I can move through that material is is astounding to me. In the space between us talking, it's like the waves of the surrounding environmental noises just wash in. It's just like pouring. I feel I feel tempted to sit down for a moment, like on one of these logs. There's poison ivy under this one. 
it's uh, interesting to have allowed this uh, a real relaxation of the uh, stipulation of walking to to allow for some sitting uh, lately, some breaks. I noticed I was doing that um, in the last episode, sitting for some for just relaxing physically for some periods. Um, but I, it it felt like the the concentration of on talking was important enough to just relax the body for a little bit and and to allow to focus on talking a little more. And I appreciated that. And right now I'm right now I'm like really appreciating this um, getting to uh, rest my feet and having them like dangle, <clears throat> having my legs and ankles dangled down uh, feels really nice after walking. And um, I I wonder about the the quality of this sort of performance, if you will or the the process that of walking and talking like whether um <clears throat> whether it's better to adhere strictly to this uh parameter of walking continuously for four hours um or if or if there's or if it's like good to you know just allow uh a slightly more uh, a, a greater degree of physical comfort during the performance as we're doing right now um, like you know the, the question it begs it begs the question uh, like how much should we be striving and uh, how much should we be feeling discomfort and why is there is there a purpose to to imposing these structures that will put us through discomfort. I think there is a purpose for putting putting ourselves through these structures that may impose discomfort. But uh, I guess there's this other question of is it is it sometimes could it be unnecessary or or counterproductive or something? Well, counterproductive is uh, is beside the point. Because this, it's obviously what we're doing isn't really productive in the traditional sense. Well, I, I, for me, that makes sense because I think of, in terms of, like we were talking earlier about quality, mm -hmm. for for you, uh, you who's watching this, like, for me, counterproductive would mean like, um, not lo losing a sense of. Uh, the relationship, the mm -hmm. present relationship, and getting kind of lost or absorbed into kind of solipsism. Uh huh. Uh, that that to me seems like maybe counterproductive. Yeah. Yeah, I think often um, the structures that we find ourselves in that uh, might might that we might feel some dis discomfort within are often have a, a function of, of relating to other people in the world. Like for example, like a work schedule 
where one day uh, I, I might really not feel like going into work, but because of this schedule uh, that's imposed, I'll go go anyways. And it's that that schedule allows you know other people to coordinate and and you know just allows the the dis, uh, in, interaction to take place that has a good effect overall or some some kind of beneficial effect overall ideally and that that allows us to to avoid simply like uh, I think w like without that structure and um, I'm simply always indulging the impulse of whatever I feel like doing at the moment um, there could be lost some uh, greater benefit that is is only possible by going against what I might immediately feel like and uh, so I'm just kind of thinking about that with with walking talking like the uh, what is is the is the walking part useful I think we, we've already kind of addressed the talking stipulation uh, to a, a satisfactory degree but the the walking part I think that the the walking contributes uh, a, it, it affects it affects my mood and my energy in in a way um, and it, it it maintains uh, a certain rhythm and like relates to to my my rhythm of thinking and you know maintains a certain pace or something I wonder if uh, if walking also um, affects the ideas and the uh, the flow or series of mm -hmm. ideas versus sitting and also being more uh, um, sort of sitting on one idea and feeling it out or unpacking it more mm -hmm. or more thoroughly that's a that's an interesting question I, w I wonder if for for you uh, for you if if it seems like that like since we've been hanging out in this area and and also been sitting if it seems like there's been a change in the way that uh, that we're talking and and in the uh, direction and uh, unfurling of of the thoughts and I wonder if if uh, what what the difference is, if there is a difference what it's like for you I'm starting when you said that I, I started to to notice that 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 may be the case that uh, there uh, since we've since we've stopped walking and stayed in this area and then sat down there's uh, maybe a different a different pacing of of thought and that feels welcome to me like uh, like the walking kind of being being metaphorical of like just traveling through uh, 
vast amounts of thought and now that we're sitting um, feeling something uh, closer to to uh, like like um, digging into a an almost like stasis stasis of thought or uh, or somewhat more stillness of thought as I uh, like just now as I was saying that um, I, I suddenly had this I had suddenly had one of these experiences of of just suddenly becoming aware of the sound of my own voice like in my head and uh, more more intensely than I think I have so far in this episode and a a, a stronger like sense of stillness than I've had so far in this episode and uh, like just now I kind of straightened out my back and I hadn't been I had maybe been less aware of my own posture and now now I'm like uh, doing the unfurrowing of my brow because I noticed my brow getting furrowed and so I'm unfurrowing it and doing it on screen no less as as we're talking about how um, the the interactions and reciprocity between uh, like body movement, posture, and uh, men- mental experience and activity, um, like how how do I think when I'm walking? How do I think when I'm running? How do I think when I'm sitting? And uh, how do I sit when I'm thinking a lot? Or how do I uh, how do I walk when I'm feeling anxious? This kind of reciprocity between the two. Um, I I'd like to invite you to try if you are sitting or you're standing or walking. Uh, you could you could like participate with us in this possibly by trying different maybe maybe like sitting straighter or um, if you're sitting straight then like loosening up and uh, being a bit more concave or uh, like stretching or um, curling up in a ball (laughs) or um, if you're walking or moving around you could try different kind of rhythms of walking uh, or bouncing and just like notice how how these things are uh, affecting your your feelings and thoughts whether you do that now or later or you don't do it it's just, just an, an idea or suggestion I, I notice for me like if I if I go running while I'm running and after I run it's a very different I feel very different like emotionally and uh, having different different think thoughts and ways of thinking than I did previous to running usually uh, and other different kinds of 
physical activities. I've done some episodes where I've, I've run some or run a lot and uh, they're, it, it affected me a lot because there are very different types of episodes. I'm feeling like some sense of uh, tiredness set in since we've been sitting and I'm wondering if if uh, well, I'm thinking at some point I'd like to walk some more but uh, just kind of think of thinking of uh, when to do that I'm not sure if there's any perfect moment to begin walking again I'm, I'm kind of interested in uh, hanging out with with experiencing tiredness before uh-huh. moving away from it uh-huh. um, because for me when I start to feel tired I have a habit of uh, not wanting to feel tired and wanting to feel like more up or more active and engaged and clear um, and lighter so there's a, like a resistance that comes up to the to the feeling of tired uh-huh. and I'm also feeling tired right now and kind of curious about if we uh, kind of uh, literally sit with being tired for, for a little bit uh-huh. and uh, and I'm, I'm curious what happens when when there's a shift between uh, the resistance to feeling tired like oh I feel tired I'm gonna like jump and run and, and uh, get my blood flowing uh-huh. versus being versus like observing it or watching it and once once that there's like a change that happens where like if you're looking at tiredness uh, is the thing that is that's looking at the tiredness tired if it's looking at it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's the, the uh, third option of just going to sleep. <laughs> but I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that either right now. There's a... Uh, I heard, heard recently that this idea about tired tiredness like when you feel tired it, there's different possible causes one could be that um, like physically you're exhausted and you have a physical need to rest um, but and and often that's that's what people think is the reason why they feel tired because they need rest um, or they need to sleep, uh, but other possible causes of tiredness could be uh, like a, a kind of resistance to what's happening right now, uh-huh. like not wanting to face a an emotion, and so then tiredness kind of com- covers that, and so instead of facing um, boredom or anxiety 
or even anger, then maybe tiredness comes up and uh -huh. masks it and you feel tired yeah. and like maybe you just feel tired or drowsy all day. Uh, and even if you sleep, you keep feeling tired. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, since I heard that, it's it's been insightful for me because uh, it's helped me to try try to look look into my tiredness when it sets in instead of just reverting to like oh I need a nap or or even like oh I should drink some coffee and get back up. Sometimes it's more like. A, something more psychological uh-huh I'm feeling really tired now <laughs> <laughs> what like mind or body or both uh I think I think both but uh now that I now that I start talking like maybe um once I start talking maybe there is some other level that uh, uh, is able to to separate from that tiredness or something. Like I'm, I feel able to talk fine at the moment, but uh, also when, but when I was listening to you, I was like, I was listening, but then I was also having this physical sensation of like this like intense gravity of my eyelids and like uh, feeling this urge to just like lay down. Do you, would you be? Uh interested or willing to um, keep doing what you're just doing like keep describing what it feels like to be tired right now uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of curious oh, okay. what that will be like yeah I and could just, do that like, if you could just be pretty detailed about like what it feels like all over your body uh huh I think uh, well occasionally like in, in consciousness my, I'll, I'll notice like uh, a little like dip in my consciousness that's like almost like going towards sleep or something where like it's almost like my uh the continuity of my processing like what you are saying or what i'm thinking like almost breaks off and like uh like stops or something like that and then it comes back up and uh and then i'm like you know like re regain the my consciousness but i have to like retrieve it or something uh, and uh, and then there's like uh, there's like the the physical kind of worn outness of of like that I can feel in my feet, which is almost a, a pleasant sensation now. In that uh, I'm off of my feet, and so like I'm experiencing this like pleasant sensation of of uh, of my feet, like. Uh, I don't know, like maybe like the the blood flow like returning to all of my extremities in my feet or something like that, or uh, the the relaxation of of some of the muscles in my feet or something. And there's uh, maybe kind of a laxness in my neck or a tendency towards laxness in my neck that like wants to let my head droop down and uh same with my uh eyelids although not so much at the present moment but a slight like 
tendency for my eyelids to want to droop down. And then um, some, some other sensation that feels like it's in my head of uh yeah it's almost like like my this physical feeling in my head of like uh one of like wanting to to stop thinking or something for a while like heavy yeah your brain feels heavy yeah And, um, yeah, just now I'm, st I'm just like, my awareness just kind of shifted to, to the sights and sounds of the environment for a little bit. And I was just kind of trying to notice if there was a difference in the quality of my perception of the sights and sounds. I don't, uh, maybe there's a, maybe there's a slight tiredness of, uh, my eyes too, of like looking and focusing and, uh, hello, like, a uh, um, like a, uh, uh, a draw towards resting my eyes like resting resting their activity of of focusing and looking around and um, I noticed now that like my my back is kind of slouched again so I'm straightening it up And uh, I'm facing the, I'm just kind of turning the camera around uh, so that the viewer can kind of get us, so that you can, you can kind of get a sense of my experience of like just kind of looking around my environment and listening around. I find it helpful that when when I uh, get tired to uh, um, <laughs> I just I I started to say something and then I didn't really want to say it. Uh huh. Yeah. I just had a I just had this thought of um thinking about the the viewer's experience in relation to uh which which of us is holding the camera and I'm wondering if if uh if you if if when I'm holding the camera and especially if I'm pointing it outwards or at Sam if you are tending to identify some with uh with me 
as a, like as opposed to Sam or if like if Sam is the one holding the camera then if you are like identifying someone with his his uh, perspective I, I imagine that the talking has more uh -huh. of a influence uh -huh. because it's more of a um, sharing of your your inner world uh, and maybe somebody's not even watching it yeah, that, that's possible. I can also imagine just, uh, like if you're indoors right now, even just the the audio quality of, of this being, adding something pleasant to the, to your environment, something kind of peaceful. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm almost like, there's almost some temptation to uh, just stop talking and allow uh, just the environmental sounds to come to the foreground. But I'm, I'm also thinking that that probably exists in a lot of other YouTube videos. And so, uh, but I'm, I'm not aware of another YouTube video that's like this, so I'm continuing to talk to, to stick to this process. Of, of walking talking but that you know I got I got there and I got I think I got tired of talking or something and then I then I allowed a pause to be so uh, you'll get you'll get a little bit of only environmental sounds but maybe maybe it's possible to kind of conceive of the talking here as another environmental sound of another natural process just taking place. It's a different sort of natural process because it's one that's uh, more closely aligned with the, the process that uh, occurs in your own mind. And you know, stimulates different areas of your mind than would just the uh, non-human made sounds. I'm uh, thinking of uh, wondering what to contribute. <laughs> I'm also in enjoying and feeling tempted to just keep enjoying these sounds of the environment. Yeah, I guess this this brings brings in the question of uh, whether whether it's better to. Uh, stick to the uh, the stipulated process of continuous talking or to allow for more uh, flexibility in that uh, in order to uh, experience some enjoyment and uh, do something that kind of like feel like doing which is which would be to like not talk as much and uh, just experience the sounds of the environment more
but um, as as uh, is apparent by my talking right now, I'm continuing to go with the option of uh, continuing with the the process of talking. But it's it's interesting too that within that process of talking, like all these other uh, possibilities are present. All these possibilities of not talking can can be considered. Sounds like uh, continuously talking uh, keeps keeps a kind of activity of creation going and making so uh-huh. that we're constantly uh, making uh, making something mm-hmm. whereas if we um, if we don't talk and we're listening um in in some in some ways we stop creating even though the camera keeps recording mm-hmm. that that could be considered creating but we're not we're not really generating mm-hmm. something we're taking in mm-hmm. or like yeah we're taking in what's what's there mm-hmm. um i wonder if in the uh in the structure of walking and talking, there is some kind of underlying uh, value of uh, creating or like um, some kind of, I don't know, I was going to say like moral value, but maybe it's just a I don't, I don't know. There's some yeah, kind I of think value about like if we have the opportunity to make something and it's something good or uh, something good to to make when we have the opportunity to and see what comes of it. Yeah, I think that that expresses it pretty well. Or it's not necessarily good, but uh-huh. there's just that open question of what if I do it and there's some possibility that it might have some kind of um, maybe po- positive might be a word I don't uh-huh. know yeah or 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 at least um, or at least like another way of uh, another mode of, of interacting uh, with the world um, I guess I guess chiefly with with people, but but sometimes I think about it as as interacting with the internet as as a, a somewhat larger uh, entity in itself of that's that's of a, a kind of like merged consciousness of uh, humans and technology. And to to uh, 
generating at at what seems like a, a fairly like raw um, level. Like in, in this case, language being the basic material. I'm enjoying the distance, sense of like space here. Um, it's been a while since I've been in a space where there's this much depth, uh, this much visual depth, uh -huh. and not being in like a room or around some buildings. Yeah. And uh, the. Uh It does it like it's interesting to me the feeling like connection that I get, uh, even though the space or environment isn't human. Mm -hmm. Like there, are, it's not like I'm not I don't need to be talking to another person or even with another person. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do get a feeling of connection. Uh, because it, this, uh, what's around me is so alive. Yeah. And in, like, I don't know, I, this probably sounds pretty romantic, but like the, the sounds of the trees is like kind of their own conversation going on and all the other noises. They're they're just uh, like soaking up sun and talking twenty four seven or whatever. Uh -huh. <laughs> I started I started wondering if there was some kind of uh, analogy to be had between like the wind moving through the trees leaves and the 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 sound of that being a, an expression of the uh, nature of the tree uh, to the sound of us talking be being an expression of our nature, but uh, I didn't come to any analogy that seemed useful. I'm starting to consider the idea of of walking more, and I, I know that there's a meadow here that would present a, a very different uh, environment, but... Uh, what does your body feel like now? My... Does it feel different or the same as before? Let's... Let me think. Let me see here. Uh, I think still a little bit 
tired, but um, probably rested to some extent. I'm just I, I'm uh, listening to the cicadas and and as I as I notice the cicadas and then I I notice myself noticing the cicadas and then I was I was wondering and then I thought about I wonder if there's a certain type of cultural conditioning that uh, leads me to be more likely to notice cicadas than other people might be and if I conceptually place a certain value on that and if that's an inherently uh, valuable thing or if I'm just culturally conditioned to if, if the sound of cicadas is no if 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 the uh, the act of uh, of of list of like paying attention to my uh, environment I suppose I suppose it's good but uh, you know we're we're in this natural environment natural in in scare quotes because uh, well we're we're in this environment and I don't think there's necessarily a um, pragmatic uh, utility to towards me uh, noticing the cicada sound or even the the uh, any of the sounds unless it were like a bear coming at me or something like that but I mean what what, what I'm hearing is that it's there's it's a pleasurable thing for you to notice uh-huh and experience yeah and about it yeah about it being like the kind of value or good or bad about about it um, I'm thinking of other forms of things that feel pleasurable to listen to but sick like people don't need to make and train cicadas and then advertise them and uh-huh. shuffle them around and fight over uh-huh. uh, cicadas are just doing that whereas like <laughs> there's a lot of things that sound pleasurable but like a lot of uh, like suffering is around it around yeah the production of it I just uh, when you said that I had this uh, amusing image of my mind of a billboard for cicadas. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think I think you're... I'm interested in... in you, you seem onto something with uh, there being other things that one could, you know, seek out to listen to that are pleasurable things to seek out to, to experience that uh, the the human-made production of those things necessarily, like, involves, you know, for like... For example, K-pop. Uh-huh. K-pop is, like, crack to my ears. Uh-huh. <laughs> it can be, like, really catchy. Uh-huh. Uh, and pleasurable, I guess. But the, um, the girls that are in the K-pop bands and the guys that are in the K-pop bands are basically, like, slaves their companies uh-huh. and the um, like training process and recruitment and stuff like that uh, they basically are are owned by the uh, the industry 
and like uh, like not allowed to date people or not allowed to make friends outside of mm-hmm. the industry and stuff like that and then kind of pressured or forced to have certain kinds of relationships and uh-huh. uh, so that they hold up a certain kind of image uh-huh. and uh, so it seems to me like that's a kind of abuse or violence for the sake of uh, well for the sake of people wanting Mm -hmm. different things like ambition and money and Mm -hmm. things but but people uh, buy into it Mm -hmm. because it the product is pleasurable to them yeah I wonder about the I wonder about the the product of a a process that involves uh, that kind of uh, like suffering, I guess, for for people involved in various ways. I wonder about the product of it, like stimulating, like what kind of stimulating a certain type of uh, desire in people that um, might lead towards the same type of suffering. Like for for example, uh, like the the images of like the images of glamour, beauty, youth, opulence um, that are extraordinarily profitable to to present in uh, in media. And and are are desiring desirable and like captivating to us and like uh, because maybe they speak to uh, to certain desires that we have. Uh, I'm I'm wondering if they like stimulate in people like that desire in a way that uh, like causes us suffering, or maybe causes suffering in other people when. Uh, they, if if they're if they're contributing us to to like, com- to behave in like, like competitive or or cutthroat ways in order to obtain like these ends of uh, wealth, opulence, and beauty, youth, etc. It seems to me they uh, yeah, there's. narratives that they are uh, putting out that that might be uh, like contained in like a certain uh, aesthetic uh-huh. uh, and and uh, associations made uh-huh. um, like like you're saying youth and glamour maybe equating to like happiness so I think that that's on like a more like unconscious mental level what's going on but um, I think there's also something maybe more psychosomatic that's that's going on that can be harmful where it's conditioning 
your body to respond to certain uh, sounds and certain images and, and certain ideas, uh, like conditioning your body to uh, be attached to those forms with pleasurable sensations, um, and then and, and getting addicted to that. Uh -huh. And then when uh, consuming something that doesn't produce that kind of pleasure or stimulation and feeling dissatisfied with it and potentially uh, angry or frustrated uh, or just like uh, averse to it. Uh-huh. I'm noticing my, my I, I, I just, I noticed myself like feeling interested just now in, in the, uh, just in the mere fact that we seem to be uh, discussing uh, a topic at all <laughs> uh, and then like interested in that that the topic is media but it, it, it uh, is that's not removed because we're, we're also creating media right now and so it's it's uh, it's not like irrelevant or anything like that but I, f I found it interesting that we're actually just seem to be discussing a topic in in slightly abstract terms and but I, I I say that without any value judgment. But like that's, or I, I, and I think about that as like maybe part of this like em emergent phenomena of like the, the process of, uh, you know, talking without a, a set agenda or anything. And uh, something, something abstract and with form emerges out of that. I wonder if you can hear the plane that's passing above us. Sometimes when planes go by and I see them, I think about how, um, what, like when was the last time I was in a plane and looking down and what that's like and uh, the kind of perspective I get. Uh, from looking down in a plane and thinking about where I am right now and, and like so uh, nestled inside of a certain locality uh, yeah <laughs> uh I was, yeah, I was thinking about the view from a plane and how much of your view might be the human environment and how much of it might be the, the natural environment and uh, if there's, if there's beauty within both of those things, like flying over uh, like the, the Midwest and seeing all these patterns of squares and circles of the farm fields below uh, are, are, is always really 
captivating to me. And uh, from that perspective, the the human ac activity like begins to resemble can can re resemble a natural process to me for a larger organism. All the the like pattern pattern pattern, but also variety and complexity in in the human altered landscape below. And uh, I kind of think of it increasingly as not just human altered, but also like machine altered. Like, you know, like the, the tractors and, and trucks and bulldozers and everything that is, I think those, those are the, like in, in terms of like the physical power needed to shape the actual landscape, it's machines that are doing all the work and, and humans just being kind of like the nervous system involved in that. I'm wondering if, if this animal or plant or fungus will evolve that like consumes plastics. That's it. That's an interesting question. And metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and cement. I'm looking at that metal. Looks like a chain link. Yeah. You see it? And how, how like, it stands out but also blends in. Mm -hmm. I, uh, <clears throat> I've been uh, w noticing some kind of like uh, perhaps discontinuity with um, my own thoughts like the thoughts that I that are coming into my head have, uh, like in the past few minutes, have seemed like not particularly responsive to the things that you have been saying, and vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm, I'm wondering if that has some effect, if that's affected somehow by my tiredness or, or my state or something like that. And sometimes feeling, uh, a desire to to not say those thoughts because they're they seem so non sequitur to uh, the the thoughts going the the previous thoughts. Wait, wait! I didn't, I didn't tell you not say those thoughts. What thoughts? Like the thoughts what you, what that you're thoughts. Right now? No, not not the ones I'm saying right now, but like some thoughts that I had while you were talking that ah, were yeah. like. 
pretty unrelated to what you were talking about uh -huh. and wondering if I should just reveal them as a matter of course of, of revealing all my thoughts or not. Well, one, one interesting thing about that is just to see the contrast of them. Yeah. Or, or even like... Or maybe actually, might actually be able to reveal some of the relationship uh -huh. by saying them. Yeah. And then investigating my thought process. Like one of them was... Uh, I thought that I had the thought that if we're for a long time now we've instead of walking and talking we've been sitting and walking no we've been sitting and talking <laughs> and we've been sitting and talking and then I thought of I think maybe it was our friend Jonathan who suggested that I do a series called sitting and walking which I thought was really funny so that was that was that thought and I guess it was I guess it was uh <laughs> Would that be simultaneously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simultaneous sitting and walking. But I guess that was I guess that's was spurred by observation of our current activity. Uh huh. Yeah, I I'm uh, trying trying to stay transparent with what's going on in my mind and uh, so sometimes I'm, I say I'm saying things and it's like pretty uh, unrelated to your idea your ideas that you're saying or your thoughts mm -hmm. or it's it's like an observation uh, so um for now, I'm kind of like, I'm okay with with that happening and just seeing kind of how it goes. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because and sometimes I'm like, there's a, I'm like looking looking for some thoughts happening and they're not. Yeah, it's not really going on. It's just like. Um, yeah, I'm not really thinking. Yeah. All right, I can't, at least I can't catch what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, I, I maybe, maybe there needs to be some kind of effort to keep thinking about something. Yeah, that could be, that could be the case. And like, we've also, we're also like, kind of like nearing the, we're getting closer to the, the end of this four-hour period and I wonder if like if there is some element of like fatigue of 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 thinking that could be setting in uh, just just because like we've we've placed some kind of uh, constriction on the the, f the form of thinking that we're expressing or something and this uh, constriction of of continuously talking like uh kind of is in some way a constriction of like the form of thought uh because it, it requires like continuing to to think in in verbal forms mm -hmm. and so like maybe maybe that part of our brains are getting tired but it's it's also for me trying to keep thinking in a way that isn't too egocentric 
Uh huh. Like I I don't want to just talk about uh, myself and my past. Uh huh. Or ideas about the future. Yeah. Uh, concerning myself, I'm trying to. If I talk, I want to say something that uh, is connected to this shared experience. Yeah. Or is is uh, responding to something that you're saying. Mm-hmm. Or like trying trying to uh, point out something to the viewer or draw their attention to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel sim- similarly. So th- there's it's there's some kind of like. Uh, limit or like um, uh, some kind of standards I have for what I want to say yeah as opposed to just going off on some uh, personal story yeah I think that's yeah that's I think that's uh kind of a, a standard that I I tend to hold when uh when making these videos as well. I think it's another branch of this trail. Definitely things I can think of talking about that I think are uh, valuable or important to bring awareness to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I guess the past hour or so, I haven't been talking with that kind of uh, intention been much more uh, kind of maybe haphazard mm-hmm. um, and to to initiate talking about something particular that I think is important or interesting more important than interesting but also interesting um, it feels like coming coming at this moment with an agenda mm-hmm. and uh, and like yeah it, it also it doesn't feel like it's naturally arising it's more like getting my getting my point together and getting ready uh-huh. to express it yeah and um That doesn't 
seem to be the uh, the collective intention of what we're doing. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like uh, it's almost like uh, because of because of having you here, uh, uh, you the viewer. It's like uh, it it kind of like limits the conversation towards things that are not uh, not you know about our about Sam and I's personal story and we don't know your personal story uh, so it's 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 neither of our it's none of our stories like uh, relating to each other so it's but it but it is maybe relating on uh, some of the more basic things that we we do share and kind of like the the present experience being uh, an important realm of shared experience to, to which uh, to address but when I, as I started saying that I started thinking about um, I started thinking that that was something that we've maybe already expressed in this video in different words. I, uh, I, I had some thoughts just now that were uh, related related to the you know my present experience, but uh, starting also to to um, concern my own personal experience. Uh, more so than than our shared experience like uh starting to think about i started to think about my own personal experience of like uh of uh like feeling a little hungry or tired or or just or just kind of like starting to uh anticipate the end of this video and uh started to to think forward about what that would be like to to turn off the video and like walk back home uh and it's it's in some ways like kind of parting ways with you it's a definite, definitely closure of a of a intensity yeah and uh the container will no longer be there mm -hmm. and I wonder about if you have been with us since since we started I wonder uh, maybe you're maybe you're also feeling this expectation of uh, of the end coming maybe maybe you've jumped around or uh, <laughs> I was gonna say maybe 
you didn't make it this far, but if you're if you heard me say that you did make it this far. Yeah, or jumped ahead. Or jumped ahead, yeah. I'm feeling like I'm feeling like very ready to for the end. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm actually as we're talking about this, I'm feeling more engaged. Oh yeah. And like I'm feeling Oh, I just <laughs> something. I think it was horse poop. It was really big and squishy. Oh, watch uh, out for the poison ivy, by the way. I am, am curious and enjoying. I don't enjoying probably isn't the right word, but I feel good about what we're doing together because the three of us, or maybe if there's more than one person watching this, whatever, we are like experiencing uh, the change, changes that are happening uh, as we keep doing this, but like the, the container of this experience allows us to have a more heightened awareness uh -huh. of of the gradual changes that keep happening one uh -huh. after the other, like how uh, the t tensions or discomfort and interests, uh, tiredness, um, hunger, all of this, like they're not constant and they keep on having having some kind of like focus in our experience and then dissipating and then like coming back and dissipating mm -hmm. and uh, that to me is something that that is uh, that I keep appreciating about what we're doing together mm -hmm. I think these are uh, false turkey tails. Which, uh, it's it's arbitrary kind of which one's the true turkey tail and which one's the false turkey tail. Like, it's it seems to uh, set up a, a value hier hierarchy for one of them being true and one of them being false. The only difference is that one of them has a rough spore surface and one of them has a smooth spore surface. You could also, you could, you could uh, just as easily say that that two turkey tails are false, false turkey tails. Two turkey tails are false, false turkey tails. And you can make tea out of both of them. As we, as we started talking about the 
uh, mushrooms I had this thought or or, had, or maybe a, a sense or something of uh, a certain uh, intensity or focus or something starting to wane or uh, like our like my my attention like feeling drawn towards drifting into uh, I'm not sure what it is uh, maybe just like <clears throat> maybe maybe uh, wanting to maybe a a draw towards uh, relating to this world in, in a in a more specific like personalized sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as being like my my natural kind of like draw at this point. Is it similar to uh, maybe how how you might feel if you've been watching the video for a while and then you have this maybe a desire to get up and go outside? Is, would you say it's like like that? I'm, I'm imagining. I'm not sure if I should say anything because that's not like a question for the viewer. Are you asking if there's a question for you or, or who is the question for? Well, I mean that sounded that sounded to me like a question for the viewer. Oh. And but but I, I imagine a similar experience like it was it was a question for both of you. Uh-huh. If I, I, uh, you know, I've never watched back one of these videos all the way oh, through. Oh, I didn't, I didn't mean this. I didn't yeah. mean this. For a different video. In general. Yeah. Like when watching TV or like staring at a screen for yeah. a while. Yeah, it's, it's as if, uh, it's as if, uh, being engaged in a piece of media is like a, uh, is if it's, if it's a channel. And uh, something slightly removed from "quote unquote" normal life, then I would say that I'm ready to go back to normal life. But uh, also, also feeling interested to continue this process later after having had a respite in normal life, which is interesting that normal life. Like appears to me as a kind of respite. Whoa. Uh, because you know, often if I'm in normal life, then you know, some other channel would probably appear to me as a respite. Like, in fact, this this walking and talking episode, process, you know, making this is like for me. A form of a respite from normal life. Yeah, a lot of mushrooms around here. Yeah. I keep seeing different colored mushrooms. This one looks so like moist. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 uh got those ridges. Yeah. I'm not sure it's what gooey. that one is. Oh it's really gooey. There's another one.
Now my now my attention is shifting towards looking for mushrooms. When there's a there's a little oh not what I thought it was. Look at that white stuff. Is that mold? Looks like it. Yeah, I think it is. Some kind of like cloudy mushrooms. It looks like they have two stalks. I think it's mold on a mushroom. Ah, uh, it's got a really crazy looking mushroom. Uh, I, I, I'm curious of asking you something about what you were just talking about before mushrooms. Uh huh. Uh, that when you're feeling uh, ready to s step out of this activity, this channel that we've been in, uh, is, is there also some kind of like? I don't know. Is it, do you do you experience that with uh, like a craving to get out of it? Like uh, it's it's more like like a wanting to uh, rest from it. Uh -huh. And I think I you know I just find that with with doing any activity for long enough, that eventually you need to rest. Mm -hmm. I think maybe the meadow is up is that way. I'm noticing the since we left the space where we were sitting on the log, we've been taking these like vigorous steps up and down uh, this kind of rocky path uh -huh. and uh, that feels refreshing for me after sitting for a while yeah like my legs feel kind of like tingling maybe because they're getting like more circulation right now uh-huh uh, and um, maybe also I'm feeling hungry so I feels like I like am imagining my legs like being like jaws that are like eating the rocks. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I'm just like eating the path. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like the process of of walking like satisfying this urge to eat. Yeah, yeah, it's like happening at the same time. And um, I feel, I'm feeling more comfortable with you, uh, who I haven't, who I don't know. Um, feeling, been feeling more and more comfortable with you. So, uh, you know, this is, uh, in, in a way, this is, this experience is made possible by you. Like, yeah, I think so too. Even if, if, if nobody watched it, it would, I think it would be different. Uh, even though, like, we've already recorded it and then, like, it's done, it's done in a sense as far as, like, what we're, what you're putting out. But, uh, 
in, in an illogical way, I feel like your participation right now, what you're doing when you're watching it, is affecting me what I'm doing right now, even though it's what uh -huh. I'm doing is in the past of what you're doing. Uh huh. It's kind of a cool idea. Red russules. This, this is what was growing at the place that was uh, yeah. last week. Yeah. This isn't. This is, isn't that. Uh, I don't think it's the Amanita. Oh. I think it's a russula. Which I, those ones I, uh, as far as I can been able to determine, uh, would give, would make you vomit. Oh. From what you've read? Mm-hmm. Like I think in the book, it's got kind of a, like a rose, rose colored stalk. So I think it's like a rosy russula. I think that there's uh, maybe only a couple more minutes, if if even that, uh, until we hit the four-hour mark here. Really? Yeah. Wow. That looks like poop. Yeah, or fried chicken. <laughs> The, uh, I really, really feel my, my, uh, capacity for kind of like not engaging in the, the particulars to, to my locality start to wane. Like I'm feeling like this, this, uh, urge to like just look at mushrooms <laughs> and like to go, go check out that meadow and, um, and so, uh, I just, I want to, like, kind of, like, finally, like, um, express some gratitude to you for, uh, for being here with this, and I, I hope that it's been, uh, something valuable for you as well, uh, whether you skipped around or not, uh, I, uh, I, I feel... I, I don't I don't feel any you know attachment to you watching the whole thing continuously although I can imagine that being an intense experience that would require a lot of attentional effort uh, and uh, uh, yeah kind of like uh, happy that we've done this and uh, Looking forward to to uh, to resting this this part of me now. Um, happy to have gone on along on 
this journey and uh, uh, thank you for being there whenever you were there and uh, participating in this uh, questionable, questionable activity that we're doing. I don't even know why I'm doing it. Maybe you don't know why you're doing it. Uh, I wish you a happy and peaceful evening or day or afternoon or wherever you are. Um, and thank you, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Bye. Testing, testing, testing.